Am I just gonna go? Yeah, if you want. Okay. Hello everyone. How are we doing today? This is DM Talks, a podcast that aims to promote well-being and assist healing, whether that be physically, mentally or spiritually. Ultimately, we just want to be seen in our entirety. And this podcast hopes to show listeners how multifaceted they are. We're all at the centre of our own universe, so why don't we do more to better our own existence? Hello everyone. It's me, Sarah. I am alone for the first time ever of my um, episodes. But it's exciting. You're going to join me whilst I decide to do something different and try and to expand on, yeah, my podcasting journey. (laughs) Um, I just thought I'd check in with you guys first and see how you guys are doing. How's everyone? How are we feeling for this week? I know I've been feeling all the waves this week, whether it's feeling low because I haven't got something that I wanted or... I'm not, I guess, being impatient or no, I'm not being patient or I'm feeling super happy because I'm getting a lot of recognition recently for this podcast and other things. So that's really good. Um, But besides that, I've just been trying to gain a balance, really. I'm back at work now. Mm. We'll do a sad bit there. Mm. (laughs) I'm back at work now, but it's okay. Um, That just means that I have a routine and that's what I'm trying to take on it especially as we sort of readjust back to this world post-corona, whatever that's meant to look like. But it's made me really think about um, shadows and projection because, and this sounds odd, so bear with me whilst I (laughs) get into it. But obviously the majority of the world has been in lockdown for the past eight months, right? And now we're going into the world again but we're going into the world with a new set of views, a new set of reflection and a new abundance of ideas. Those views are completely new. They are completely isolated and independent from anything else because we've never had a pandemic before. So we do need to give ourselves patience and we do need to give ourselves time to recalibrate again because everything is never what it seems or everything, no, everything now is not what it seems. But I don't know, maybe I'm not saying that right, but you get the gist. I think one thing that I noticed with myself is how um, easily I was like being critical with myself. And how I was like, oh God, I'm not where I want to be. This is not happening for me, this and that. But also, I've never been in a fucking pandemic before. (laughs) So I need to give myself a break. I need to cut myself some slack. And that feeds on into everybody sort of introducing themselves or like sort of bringing themselves back into the world again. Because if we, let's say I'll go back to work now and I'm measuring myself by my old set of values, my old set of beliefs that was um, taught to me, conditioned, whatever you call it, pre-pandemic, I'm gonna, I guess, hold myself short or sell myself short because I'm not including the fact that the uncertainty 
that is surrounded us is still surrounding us. It's not like things can go back to normal. This is our new normal. So if anybody has been feeling a little bit like me recently, give yourself some break. Give yourself, cut yourself some slack. Like it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy fucking year. And I think we just need to give ourselves some credit for getting through it. So well done everyone for getting through it. Woo. Because I know I need to give myself a pat on the back, like, oh, but let's get into the episode, shouldn't we? Um, first segment is The Divine, and The Divine is where we nominate a good thing. Um, I've decided to nominate myself, <laughs> and I've decided to nominate my production team. <laughs> shout out Josh, <laughs> shout out Ferg, and shout out Joe. Um, I wouldn't be able to do this without you guys, a.k.a. Good, good, good media. Um, I wanted to nominate um, them because they've been really helpful. They've been really innovative. They've been really um, consistent with my ideas. They've also helped me to keep grounded. I've had actually a chat with Josh earlier before the episode, um, well, before this episode started recording. And I was just saying how like, You've got me, who's like the visionary, who's like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do this, and I'm my head's in the skies, and I'm just like, oh, all these ideas come into my head. But sometimes I'll just run with those ideas, and I don't actually know um, the practicality or the efficiency of um, allow allowing those ideas to manifest and allowing those ideas to be um, effective, no, to become effective projects or to f- become effective um, things, you know? So I really want to shout out to you guys because you helped me um, expand, you helped me grow, and um, yeah, thanks guys. <laughs> um, I'd also like to nominate myself because, oh, if it wasn't for me, where would DM Talks be? Oh, that rhymed. Sick. Maybe I'll become a rapper. No, I'm joking. Emmanuel. <laughs> it's just funny because my little brother actually raps and he'd be like, oh God, don't. But anyway, let's go back. <laughs> um... No, I want to thank myself because I'm doing bits. Like, I'm actually, like, doing so well. Like, Big Old Me has a podcast where I talk about my feelings. And because I'm quite an honest and transparent person, I don't actually think that's that deep. Like, I'll just say it. Like, I, I show up who I am. Like, regardless if I'm in, on a podcast or if I'm meeting you for the first time, like, I am, will be the same person. I won't shrink and I won't... um hide myself because that's effort and draining and I can't be bothered so here we are but it also means that I'm able to relate to others and I'm able to um help change other people's perspectives and that makes me feel really really proud like I actually I've got something to share with you I'm, I'm sure she wouldn't mind me sharing but um Actually, no, I'll, let me leave out the names before I share. But basically, I um, did an episode with um, somebody and um, one of their family members, both their family members are like heavily influenced in the church. So when they were going to listen to my episode, they were like, oh, we're not going to listen to the tarot bit because, well, I mean, fair, everybody has preconceptions, notions and perceived ideas about tarot. But if you're from a religious background or hierarchy, then... Um, you might have more ideas or more experience or more evidence for those ideas. So it's not a judgment thing. It's more so like, oh, that's your opinion and that's it, you know? Anyway, 
um, they decided that they didn't want to listen to the tarot section of my episode, and that's fine. But they just kept on listening. They kept on listening, and they listened to the tarot, and they loved it. They said to the guest that they found it so insightful and so um, reflective and such a good use of a good tool. And I honestly, like, when I heard that, I was like, rah, I'm doing bits, you know? Like, I'm actually doing bits. How am I, little old me, doing tarot readings, trying to sort of gain clarity with the help of spirit, actually um, helping others to see where I'm coming from, especially with their um, experiences, especially with their um, ideas and belief systems. They're able to put that aside because they like where it's coming from. And that's fucking sick. So yeah, shout out me. <laughs> There's so many claps in this episode. I love it. <laughs> um, Oh, amazing. Well, as there's no guest today, um, I'm not going to do another nomination because I am the nomination. <laughs> Here we are. Um, that takes us to the next segment. Woo. Hi, guys. We're in Decoding the Messes. And this is the segment where we unpack something that we consider mess, whether it's online or offline. But today, as I'm on my own and in the spirit of good things and getting to know um, the podcast, getting to know me, I've decided to do a Q&A. And so I'm going to be answering some questions for you guys. Um, I've got a list of questions here and I'm just going to go through them and hopefully I can... Um, well, yeah, just share more with you guys. So let's go for the first question, right? First question, favourite Beyonce song and why, right? Um, shout out to the person who sent me this question because they know I love fucking dancing to Beyonce. Um, I can't give you one answer. I'm going to give you three. <laughs> um, so my first song that I want to nominate is already by Beyonce and I think um, Beyonce and Quale, I wanna say. It was a song that they did for um, either Black is King or um, The Lion King. I can't remember which one. Oh yeah, it's Beyonce, Shatter Wale and Major Lazer. And uh, it just gets me in such a mood. The visuals are beautiful. I reckon I advertise like everybody watching this um, music video because it's so beautiful. Um, Beyonce has really just um, explored the African diaspora in this video, and she's um, incorporated um, elements of African spirituality and um, dance and art and theatre. Just so many different qualities as an artist. Um, in this video, in this visual piece. But she's not just done this for this song, she's done it for a collection of songs for Blackest Kling. And honestly, it just gets me in my mood. It gets me so up and beat. Like I'll listen to it in the morning to sort of get my um, head right. Her and this dancer um, do this um, dance and like, they do, Sorry, let me speak again. Well, <laughs> um, so Beyonce and this dancer um, like dance in synchronicity together, but it's so fucking cool. They're literally like, like, and yeah, it's it's one of my favorite things. So that's one of my favorite songs. My second favorite song is um, 
Green Light by Beyonce. Um, this song shares a memory with me because I used to be really into dancing. Well, I'm still into dancing, but like I used to be like such a dancer when I was younger and Green Light was one of the songs that I danced to. And there has this bit where it's like, give it to mama. And it's like, give it to give it. And every time I hear that bit, it just reminds me of when I was like 12 and I was with a group of friends and we do dance competitions and stuff. So I hold a lot of um, feeling for that song. And um, oh, my third nomination for Beyonce, I'd have to say, oh, it could be Upgrade You. Upgrade You. Um, another... You know what? Upgrade you and green light have the same um, resonance for me. They have the same meaning. They kind of remind me of um, dancing with my friends, whether it was making dances in my room or making dances um, to perform in school or in a talent show. Um, so yeah, I rate Beyonce. I love Beyonce. She does so much for the culture and yeah, she's just a G. So there you go, first question. Um, sick, my next question is would you rather go 10 years into the future or 10 years back and why um 10 years into the future 100% because i mean to be a black person in any part of history is not okay um i mean i was alive 10 years ago and wait if i'm 23 now shit no okay so i'm 24 in march right i'm 24 in march so that means 10 years ago i'd been 14 and my life was getting peak when I was 14. Like I was going to boarding school. It wasn't a great time. So yeah, definitely 10 years into the future. Um, I think now I have so much self-assurance and so much um, comfort in, in knowing that things might not be all what it seems to be or any uncertainty or any like sort of hidden agendas that I'm comfortable with how I walk. That sounds odd, but let me get into it, okay? So let's say you've got uncertainty and let's say you've got um, trials and tribulations, all of that nonsense, that's all outside of you. I'm right now very comfortable with that life can has its ups and downs, okay? It's just your response to it. So now, because I have that self-belief and that self-assurance, I can literally do anything. Since this confidence, I've started to feel invincible. I know that sounds pretty crazy because we have our mental health scares, we have our physical um, discomforts in ourselves or in the world, but at the end of the day, it will always be your response to it. I respond, to be happy, I respond to be clear, I respond to be um, peaceful. So because of that, I know my future is going to be bright. I know that I'm going to get the things that I want. And now it's just enjoying the process to getting those things. So definitely 10 years in the future. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other reasons why I would want to be in the future. Well, I just want to see what technology is going to be like then. I want to see what art's going to be like then. Like, we've got so much um, variety in the world and um, we sort of look into the past for inspiration, but that has a different um, portrayal in the future. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for fashion and hopefully I'll be modelling on bare catwalks by then. So, yeah. Um, cool, next question. 
what are the most grateful, well, no, what are you most grateful for in terms of things you do or have done for yourself to improve the quality of life and bring you happiness? Ooh, that's a nice question. That's such a nice question. I think Joe wrote this question because <laughs> this is such a lovely question. Um, I'm going to talk about what I've done. So cool. I moved out. I'm living independently. I think this has given me a lot of um, space to be myself. Um, it's also given me independence. It's given me um, comfort because I think going like being in uni living independently then living with your parents or let's say going living at home whatever your home situation is and then going back into living independently it's made me appreciate so much about space and my things where i place my things where i my environment how i feel it's having your own space to reflect and sit with yourself is so beneficial because you're able to realize and prioritize your wants and your desires you're able to think for yourself in a way that isn't um in a way that isn't influenced by anyone else and that's why i think living independently has really helped me improve my understanding of life because even if i choose to move back home now it's like i've got this understanding now i'm just going to take it home and i'm just going to work with the understanding that i have whilst i get out of that situation so that's pretty sick um other things that have helped me improve my quality of life um i love self-care in all forms probably skincare <laughs> like i'm pretty obsessed with skincare i have a morning and a bedtime routine i love being clean um so that really helps me but i think that's just a, like a nice little hobby that i have um another thing that's helped me improve my quality of life is exercise um at the start of this podcast i didn't really work out as much but now i'm doing at least 15 minutes or 20 minutes before um i leave the house and i'm really proud of myself for that because it definitely um helps my mood and i'm able to um think constructively you know um, and anything else that's helped me change my life for the better? Oh, self-belief, 100%. Um, I think it's weird because I'm quite a confident person and I externalise that to others. They don't, they might not recognise my journey to self-belief, but then why would they? Like, it's my journey. Um... Self-belief is so important because I could have anything in this world. It's my mind that's going to get me there or it's my mind that will put me there and then it will be my mind to strategize how I will use my resources or how I'll use my um, things outside of my... No. Ah! I got tongue twisted. Next question. Advice for cord cutting family members or friends that drain you energetically. So I have multiple things I want to say about the subject. <laughs> um, first off, number one, give yourself patience because having to deal with draining energy is tiring even even talking about it even processing it it's all draining so 
give yourself a pat on the back or a breather or anything for the whole mental gymnastics that you did explaining why your friend did this, why your neighbour did that, or why your friend, um, family member decided to move mad. Um, a lot of self-love is needed for these decisions because it's not easy at all. It's really hard to choose yourself sometimes. And especially as a young person, like I'm only 23. So this advice is coming from a young mind, you know? With friends, I think... I don't know. See, I'm I'm in two minds, because there's a part of me that's just like, fuck this, cut, 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 snip, snip, snip. But that's not good at all. Like, that's definitely, like, my shadow being very loud. Um, but there's also a part of me that's just like... Um, if you're happy completely with any everything around you, nothing outside of you will bother you too much. So maybe this is an opportunity for you to um, learn about yourself again in a way that's distracting um, to the um, draining individual. If they are your friend, you have the um, privilege or the opportunity to not actually see them that much. So... Definitely practice boundaries. Like you don't need to, if they ask you what you're doing, you don't, I was about to say, you don't need to reply. <laughs> I'm so shady. But um, um, I mean, you don't need to reply. You don't. But you could also just be like, oh, I'm not um, uh, being, um, I can't do this today. Sorry. Or actually, no, never say sorry, because actually, why should you apologize for why should you apologise for something that you're not sorry for? You know, apologise when you want to take account, take account of how you've influenced or impacted an on an individual, but also apologise with sincerity. I would never say apologise for anything else than that because then it's not genuine and that's the least you owe someone if you choose to apologise. But I think with friends... Try and be transparent. It can be awkward sometimes because at the end of the day, you don't want to nurse your friends. You don't want to um, shelter your friends. You're not their mother. But try and be transparent. Try and let them know that what they did or what they're doing is just not on. Um, if it's a case of the friend being a bit, I guess, I don't... What is the word? I don't want to say tension seeking, but like, you know, when a friend's just like, oh, what are you doing? How's, what's going on? How's life? Da, 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 da. When they're just being like super on it and you're not, just be like, look, I'm feeling a bit drained at the moment. I can't see you right now, but I'll check in with you later. I think that is a lot more um, affirming and that is a lot more clear than avoiding them or ignoring them because then you're not really... You're doing yourself a disservice if you're not making them aware of your energy being drained. Family members, though. God, that's that's a tricky one. I am... And I need to take my own advice completely. I am... 
very comfortable with avoiding people. I'm very comfortable with um, using work as a distraction or using my projects as a distraction. Oh God, self-fucking-drag. Um, so... Oh, I don't know how to answer this one. If you live with that family member, you need to make sure that your um, your part, your home, your bedroom is a safe space. Number one, if that's possible, whatever you do, you need to make sure that you're in a safe environment because I could give advice to you to be like, oh, um, ignore this family member, but then this family member might use that um, and manipulate the situation into hurting you and that's not okay. So you have to move accordingly to the family member um, because at the end of the day, you know them best, better than I do. I think my advice for cord cutting family members that drain you energetically would be make sure that you have a safe space or make sure that you can find a safe space, whether that's in your home or outside of your home. Because um, it could be the case that you're living with a family member that drains your energy, but you could once a week or even twice a week be going to a community or a meeting that revives your hope and makes you, um, reminds you that this family member isn't the only thing in your life. And I think that's really important because when it comes to stuff in the home as well, it's so isolated, it's so intimate because these are the people that see you every day. It's unconditional love. Um, and that can make you feel, well, it can make you process a lot of guilt because you want to sort of distance yourself from said person, but they're your family member. So you don't want to do it because that might be harsh, but equally you, this life is for you and the only person that is going to fight for you as much as you need it to be is yourself so move accordingly find a safe space or invite a safe space in be patient with yourself whilst you process but also be transparent um about uh, your energy because if your energy is being consistently drained then you're doing disservice to yourself so that's my advice for you next question um what inspired you to start dm talks and what have you found challenging and enjoyable about the experience um what inspired me to start dm talks i guess is listening to podcasts and noticing that I could contribute in a way that I don't think others could. Um, some of my favorite podcasts are amazing because they're unapologetic. They are um, honest, they are unfiltered and they are um, reflective. And I think those qualities are really helpful in podcasting, listening, talking, conversations, whatever, because it gives you a um, sort of attitude that, oh, if this person's like this, and I think this way too, then maybe I can get to there. And I love that for podcasts, because you could be listening on the way to work, you could be listening into your home. It's kind of an intimate experience. Like I got into the habit of listening to podcasts in the bath, um, and it was just my time to sort of listen 
learn or laugh or um, grow. And that was the inspiration behind DM Talks. Um, what have I found challenging is probably um, being consistent. I'm a fire sign, so I'm like, rah, rah, rah. like I always, I'm just running around doing random shit. Like I've always got 10 ideas, but the 10 will come into two because they haven't had that momentum or to be maintained. But that's what I've really liked um, working with the people at Good Good Media because it helps me sort of um, work towards the group and work towards, um, well, yeah, a group goal. It's made me practice self, um, not self, time management. It's made me practice time management and it's also helped me learn about consistency. Um, Cause I think that's the probably hardest thing about a podcast. It's like, you want to be consistent. You want to be um, punctual, you know, because well, if you're punctual and you're consistent, you bring people in. So I think that's um, been challenging, but I think we've been doing good. So I'm proud of us. Um, what's my enjoyable, what's the most enjoyable thing about the experience? Um, I would have to say it's learning with other people because I'm constantly learning throughout this podcast, whether it's through my guests who are so talented and so beautiful and so, um, honest. Like I'm inspired by every one of my guests, but in a different way. My, I'm inspired so much by my guests because they're able to help me think differently. I think in this world, as hard as it can be, as dissatisfying as it can be, as cruel as it can be, it's really important for us to find sanity in the madness or find peace within the chaos. Because if we don't have that, we're going, we don't have anything. I'm inspired by my guests because they teach me something differently. Like it could be confidence with Canem or it could be um, softness with Genesia. I'm able to understand how a facet or a characteristic could advance me to another level of my life. And I think that's beautiful. Like we're all multifaceted here, baby. Woo. <laughs> yes. If I could be a celeb for the day, who would it be? I don't know. Um, that's my next question, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if I would want to be in. Oh, I'd want to be Rihanna. She's pretty cool. Um, I'd want to be ASAP Ferg because I think they're so fucking stylish, and I'd love to have their outfits. Um, Tyler Crater. Frank Ocean, um, who else would I want to be? I'd want to be, oh, do you know who I want to be? She's not really, she's a celeb actress, but she's more of an actress. I'd want to be Viola Davis, cause whoo, the way she acts, wow, wow. How to get away with murder, literally, when I finished that show, I was just like this. For the whole week. Nobody could tell you anything. I was just, I, I, I she was in my dreams. <laughs> I just think she's a really cool person. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that I'd really want to be in this life. Any celebrities. I don't know, celebrities kind of have such a bad, like, rep now. Well, I mean, 
would you want to be celebrity or would you want to be famous? Or do you want to be rich or do you want to be famous? I don't know. It's all linked to me. It's all messy. I don't know if I'd want to be a celebrity because that means everybody would want to know your shit. And like, I... I don't even reply to my friends, let alone fucking the media. So <laughs> I don't know how I'd want to be a celebrity, but if I'm helping people, then that's cute. That's okay. Um, yeah. So that's my answer to that question. Um, next question. Tips for setting boundaries with family and friends who cross them. So very similar to our previous question. Um, First off, I would practice saying no, because if you practice saying no, then that alleviates the opportunity for individuals to cross that boundary. So if anything, saying no saves you a lot of fucking time. <laughs> um, my next tip would be, um, be find the way of expressing or slash setting the boundaries and find which works for you. I mean this to say, um, I'm very comfortable with talking people face to face. Communication could be um, expressed by your body language, your eyesight, your tone, so many different things. That's why it gives me the confidence to say to people, talk to people to their faces. However, that might be really intimidating for others. So maybe texting or emailing or even writing a letter um, to the individual who crossed your boundary might be more helpful. So find which way works for you and do it. My third tip would be explain why they have crossed their boundary in relation to you. That sounds really simple, but I mean this to say, if, well, no, let me use myself as an example. So um, I'm trying to get my work and, um, work and personal life balance back. I've returned back to work. My friends might message me to do these things. They might ask me to go for drinks. They might ask me to do X, Y, and so on. However, I'm now working. I now also want to work on my podcast. I now also need to have um, self-care time for me. And I now also want to see my friends. I need to set the boundary of my availability so that I do not drain myself out. I want to let my friends know that, oh, I cannot come between Tuesday to this day because I'm working on podcast and um, podcast and work because if you put yourself like in too many part like if you put yourself out there too much you're not going to be able to provide your whole self to all those situations so boundaries are a really important way to um give yourself some time and give yourself some space to reflect and recalibrate so yeah, tip three, definitely say to the individual that I'm making this a boundary because of X reason, but because I also know it's going to do best for me in the long term. Make sure you let those boundaries be known. An individual wrote in, is it pronounced plantain or plantain? The people need to hear your opinion. Yo, I'm not out here trying to make fights. I'm not out here trying to um, contribute to dysphoria wars, you know. <laughs> and I find it funny because I think if you're African, you say plantain. But if you're Caribbean, you say plantain. I was brought up by my South Sudanese mum. 
She says plantain, so I'm going to say plantain. I think um, I've probably said plantain before by accident, but here we are. We grow when we move forward. So I'm going to say plantain, but I don't think there is an issue if you say plantain or plantain, wherever you are from. But that is my answer. Amazing. So the incense are burning. The Palo Santo is burning. What does that mean? It means tarot talks. We're doing a tarot episode. We're doing a tarot spread for y'all. Um, I'm using a different deck today, which is honestly gorgeous. It's called Modern Witch Tarot Deck. It's one that I usually use for like personal readings, but because we did a Q&A today, I thought I would incite y'all. But yeah, it's a beautiful deck, Get Involved by Lisa Stull. Um, Today, I wanted to ask um, about the future, but in relation to my physical, my mental and spiritual worlds. Um, so I'm gonna shuffle some cards and find some information. So, dear universe, higher power, spirit guides, please can you give me guidance into um, understanding my future in relation to my three different worlds. Ooh. Uh, spirit! <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna pull three out first. No. Ooh. Okay. We got two cards that flew out there. Oh, we've got two, two pages, cool. Okay, uh, right. So I've basically drawn out four cards um, for three sections. So this is the physical section, this is the mental section, and this is the spiritual section. Um, I said, what can I expect to come? What can I expect in my future? Let's start on the physical, which I think is a great card to start off with. Page of Pentacles. Um, pentacles is to do with your outside world. It's to do with your material or external expression, whether that is your ego, whether that is your self-worth, whether that is your health, your wealth, or your career. Um, when you look at pentacles, it's talking about planting seeds and how they're going to um, harvest throughout the course of their journey, whether that's one to 10 or page to queen. Oh, I've just realised. So we've got one, two, three court cards in here. So that's really, really cool. Um, court cards are basically um, personalities or special figures within tarot. So the page and the queen, the king and the um, the king and the knight, they will all be court cards. But yeah, let's get back to the reading. Because I got the page of pentacles for my physical um, section for what can I expect? It is an individual with youthful energy that is hard um, working, determinated and um, motivated into their projects. They hold a pentacle above their right shoulder because they are able to envision and work. So the fact that we've got the page of pentacles in our physical um, 
section suggests that an individual, whether that's me or... Okay, I'm going to start that again because that sounded fucking weird. Okay. With court cards, you either have them or you need them. And we've got the Page of Pentacles in the physical section. That means that an individual is hardworking. They are resilient and persistent with their goals. They have the drive and determination to implement um, strategies. However, because they are still youthful um, and um, potentially naive, they could be inexperienced. But that doesn't um, limit or um, sort of prevent the page of pentacles going for what they want. That just gives them more drive because it's like, oh, you think I'm an experience. Let me show you what I can do with all this inexperience. Just imagine what I can be like when I'm experienced. So the fact that we've got that in the physical is very optimistic. There's a collaboration of stability and also um, nourishment because you've got um, the city in the background as well as the earth and it's like connecting two forces to be grounded and it's like how am I going to um, I want to say how am I going to cement myself in the groundedness how am I going to cement myself to my um, routines and my work um, ability and my work like ethics to get to create the life that I want and because this is as physical, it's really asking to be, asking me, asking the collective, asking spirit to be diligent as you work towards those goals because things are coming for you. Um, amazing. Next card, we've got the four of pentacles and the page of wands reverse. So the four of pentacles um, shows an individual who holds her coins tightly to her chest and she's standing in her coin. She's got a coin on top of her head. So these coins are very, imp they're of high importance to her. All right. When we look at the number four, it's all to do with stability. So this individual might um, be so um, precious of their stability. It might even be fueled by a bit of scarcity because if an individual knew that they were an abundant, they wouldn't hold onto their coins so tightly. I say this because you've got the page of wands reverse and the page of wands is bound with infinite possibilities, infinite um, ideas. They are so adventurous and so um, energetic. They have so much fucking enthusiasm. However, if they aren't um, maintaining this fire, if they're not using this space constructively, they're gonna burn out. None of their ideas are gonna come into fruition. It's like, if I had a match and it just kept on going out and out and out and out, it needs to be maintained to ignite. It needs to burn brightly. It needs to have more fuel to the fire so it can have a longer period of burning, you know? And because, like, if you see the with the wand as well, she's got a wand that is as tall as her, 
that stands for your drive, that stands for your motivation and your confidence. And because you've got two hands um, on it tightly, it means that the the individuals putting in putting in energy with all that they've got, but it also can mean that they're um, around them. They are um, not taking. Is appreciation the word? No, they're not taking advantage of the space around them. It's kind of interesting because the Four of Pentacles sort of stands for scarcity and the Page of Wands talks about infinite possibilities, but using that momentum to propel you into the next um, level, the, the dessert, the dessert, no, I just said dessert instead of desert. <laughs> Um, the desert surrounded the individual could talk about um, desertification. It can talk about having this barren space where nothing is, well, everything is dry. Everything is limited. Well, no, 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 no. Let me not say that. Nothing's limited because even though the desert is dry and barren and there's nothing really in the land. This is all space to create. This is all space for new things to occur. But it's using that confidence and that energy to find, create, and um, sort of promote action. Because at the end of the day, the ones is all to do with energy and sort of using their fire to construct something. So how are you as the page of wands going to use your enthusiasm to um, move forward? It's interesting because like these two cards came together, but it's also um, in the second section of our tarot spread. So that's to do with our mind and leveling up and what it holds in the future. So if we look at this in a simple level, as four of pentacles is scarcity, right? But page of wands is limited, no, infinite possibilities, but under your confidence, you can understand how a conflict in the mental realm can occur. There's passion here, there's motivation here, but you need to understand that fear and scarcity isn't the place where you should be operating from because that's only gonna um, encourage you to think that you're in a deserted wasteland, but you're not. You're open to infinite possibilities, infinite opportunities to grow, inspire, and to create. Amazing. Um, the next card is the Queen of Cups. The Queen of Cups has come up in our um, spiritual section and the Queen of Cups stands for emotional, nurturing, um, accepting, considerate, psychic abilities, beauty, patience, softness, everything that is so sweet and so um, transcendent. Is that the word? With water? I think that's the word. Don't know, I might be chatting shit. 
But the Queen of Cups, she stands for an emotive maternal figure. The operation of, no, the goal of Cups, the goal of water is to flow freely. And the Queen of Cups allows her cup to be, um, to flow freely because that is her um, priority. She's got a chalice in her hand where she's looking with such intent. And this may mean that she might be distracted by, um, the proceed the contents of her cup whether that's filling her own cup whether it's filling others cup um it sort of takes me back to episode um you know the right black my cup runneth over and it sort of encourages you to um feel your feelings use this as a creative tool to enhance your capacity of love to enhance your understanding and your emotive um belief system because it can only bring you um intelligence emotional intelligence especially if we talk about the spiritual section the spiritual realm because spirit is anything spirit is um me and my community working together spirit is um seeing two magpies um fly away or stick together and you know saying oh two for joy <laughs> spirit is so much i think i'm gonna get some more insight from the book that Lisa Stell created. She says for the Queen of Cups, a comforting and therapeutic guide. She is deeply in tune with the inner world of emotions, highly empathetic and creative. She spends a lot of time gazing out into the waters of the unconscious and it might be difficult to keep her on solid ground. If this card is you, trust your intuition and feelings in creative endeavors. If you search within, you will find a wealth of creativity and inspiration that will guide you down the right pathway. Um, that's lovely. I think it's actually given me, um, more understanding into what I have to do next, because if I'm able to, um, look within to find new ideas, new opportunities to create, I'm able to use my fire, my physical, um, expression, Aries through and through, um, to get me onto that right pathway. Cause that's the thing. We've got pentacles, wands and cups. Pentacles is all to do with your external and we've got more pentacles than any other element. So it definitely is significance to how I'm using myself, how I'm using my opportunities, my resources and the people in my life to guide me onto this pathway of, um, success, creativity, abundance, like everything. I think it's beautiful because with court cards, you either have the characteristic or you need the characteristic. And today I've, we've only seen one court card that's in reverse. So it makes me think that I need the page of wands, but I am the page of pentacles and I am the queen of cups especially in relation to moving forward creative endeavors, because we can look at Dow and we can look at, oh, I'm not doing that much, but am I not doing a tarot reading with someone who is recording this tarot reading with multiple opportunities of showing how DM talks is going to change narratives? 
I can feel guilty, but then I'm fucking doing the work. So it's having faith with myself, exploring my unconscious only to inspire and not to neglect, not to neglect, um, myself because the queen of cups can become very critical in reverse. And I think that's why she's, um, sits on a throne that is gray. She needs to sit on a phone throne of neutrality because that helps her um, keep in check of not letting her emotions uh, get get the best of her, really. Oh, cool. So I think my question was, it was, what do I expect for the future in relation to my physical, mental and spiritual realm? Good things are coming. Good things are coming. Working hard by being diligent with your goals needs to occur. Um, leaving this scarcity, fear mindset because it will not actually provide me with stability. In using my enthusiasm, using that action to implement using that action to pro pro propel my confidence, to propel my projects will give me the confirmation and will give me the um, sort of... understanding I want to... Allowing your match to light and not letting it go out. That's what I'd say. Say that again. Allow your match to light and don't let it go out. That's amazing. That's exactly what I wanted. I couldn't... I didn't know how to say it. <laughs> um, do you think they can hear that from here, over there? Possibly. I think that would be... It. I think you should repeat it. I want to, I want to, I want to like use that, whatever that, like this, that clip just now. <laughs> I, I want to use that um, because literally I was looking for something, but you were there, you know? Um, well, yeah, exactly what fucking Josh said. Use your light to... Allow your match to light and don't let it go out. Allow your match to light and not let it go out. Momentum is needed here. The Queen of Cups um, provides you with a safe space to... Um, find ideas, um, follow your heart's wants and create to um, share. I think that's what the reading's saying. Nice. I really like that. <laughs> no, it's a really, really lovely reading. A really lovely reading. Oh, no, that's great. Oh, well, that just takes us to the last segment then, doesn't it? Oh, it's the end. Um, well, my direct message for this week would be believe in yourself. Belief can take you so fucking far and it can also, well, help you create the life that you want, the life that you desire. So self-belief, 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 self-belief. Um, amazing. Oh, well, thank you guys so much for listening. I really enjoyed doing this episode. Who knows, maybe I'll do um, more episodes by myself soon, but I don't know. We'll find out. Um, amazing. Follow us at dm.talks on Instagram. 
follow us on good 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 underscore media on instagram we will update you with new highlights new segments new everything so you best be following um yeah no please please get involved and please listen share to your friends and share to your family we're changing the world but let's change the world um yeah well i shall see you again next week bye guys Mm.